Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. myself every good hero needs a villain every good villain needs a hero i got the best hero in the world tp timeless calling in the big honcho the, the main man himself calling in tp timeless what's going on my big brother i done took off my blazer loosened up the tie and i stepped outside the kitchen and timeless is alive i'm feeling some type of way big things are going on right now in the baseball world i'm interested to see how this happens in the boogie down in the toilet bowl of Queens and also where where my hat rests for my baseball team. There's a lot of stuff going on. The NBA playoffs are at a premium too right now. So it's a lot of stuff going on. I'm so focused, man. How are you feeling today though? Well, you know, listen, it's it's one of my favorite days of the year. It's Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you because you know the villain's a big nerd. Uh and obviously the villain is a villain, so um, one of my favorite days, you know, I'm rocking my, my Star Wars shirt and, and everything. But, um, you know, good day. My my son had his first baseball game of the season, you know, scored the winning run. So, you know, happy about that. Happy, uh, proud father. Um, you know, listen, busy day, a lot going on. But, um, you know, listen, baseball, my Yankees are hot. The, the Twins 
uh, you know, hopefully they can they can stay up, stay hot as well. They're down to the to the uh, Orioles in Baltimore, nine to four. Uh, Yankees are down to Toronto, two to one in the seventh. So um, two teams that are playing some good baseball, um, taking it on the chin a little bit right now. But uh, you know, listen, a lot of stuff going on. Um, first, I want to since we're in baseball, I want to give sh- shout out to uh, Dusty Baker manager of the uh, Houston Astros, getting his 2,000th career victory as a manager, um, the most uh, wins by an African-American manager. Uh, So shout out to to Dusty Baker, TP. I don't know if you saw that or if you have anything to to add to that. But, you know, guys, not in the Hall of of Fame should be. Uh, Hopefully he'll get that, like, veterans vote or something, get voted in. One of the better managers and also a good guy. Uh, yeah, he just got the 1,300 win yesterday. I was paying attention to that. Uh, I do watch baseball. You know, I, I don't know if I've been cooking well enough or not. But, yeah, I've I seen it. Dusty Baker is one of the people I want to see be successful. Um, he has not gotten a championship under his belt as a skipper. Um, it's tough because uh, they had that run with the Astros, but it was kind of like Destiny was on the side of, the other team that they had lost to at that point in time. <clears throat> and um, I don't want to see the Astros get back there because there's a lot of people that I know now that I got so many different things going on that are around that Houston Astros organization that they've been actually talking junk while my team has actually been playing well too. So it's kind of like neck and neck how we're going at it at this point in time, but definitely proud of everything that this Astros team has done, especially with the pieces that they've gotten back with Verlander coming there. And um, he actually had a good start early earlier today but uh <clears throat> i can't take away from what he brings to the game and all that he's been a part of with barry bonds and out there in san francisco and they fell short to now with him being in texas and trying to make a difference there especially while everything fell apart with the scandal that they had uh, a few years ago so uh shout out and salute yeah. to dusty for doing his thing mm-hmm. at this point in time with his astral team and uh hopefully they can stay or remain successful in the al west yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's one of the good guys. I mean, I'm not an Astro guy, you know, obviously with the cheat and everything, but uh, and they beat, they beat my team in the playoffs. But Dusty's a really good manager. I hope he does get a, a ring. You know, I, I was hoping he'd get one in San Francisco. It never quite manifested itself. But um, one of the good guys, one of the good managers, and I'm glad he's back. I'm just glad he's back in the game of baseball, TP, uh, being an older manager like him and Buck, Buck Showalter. Um, just glad those guys are back in the game. They're they're just one of those good guys, smart, knowledgeable guys, and you know you really hope they can be in the game. But I got a caller, call it in out of the the five one five. I think this is Mr. Harvey. I'm going to bring him in. Uh, what's up? What's going on? It is. I threw another curveball at you. Uh, first black manager <laughs> to ever get two thousand wins, and there's only twelve managers in the history of the game of baseball that have accomplished that feat so pretty rarefied air there for uh dusty baker and uh, you know when he was between jobs i enjoyed hearing him on tv and i enjoyed his commentating because he gave a lot of insight into the game uh but i'm glad he's back on the field he's a guy that i respect and love as a manager but i'm glad he didn't get a ring last year with all due respect mm-hmm. yeah absolutely how are you doing tonight uh, mr harvey 
I'm all right, man. Thank you guys for having me. Much love to TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here, and I'm always happy to sit down and chop it up with you guys. And I know we got a lot to get to, and it's always a highlight of my week to be able to sit down with the two of you and uh, and go through whatever's on, on the plate for the for the evening. So thanks again, as yeah, always, for having me alongside. Absolutely, man. Good to have you here. I was going to go into some basketball news, but I want to hit I want to hit some um, some football real quick. I know you guys talked uh, about the draft. Um, I was listening to that show on uh, Sunday, the, the Timeless uh, Sunday Brunch on Sundays, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. TV does a great job. Um, but, listen, there was news out after that uh, the other day. The New Orleans Saints, your Saints, um, the Honey Badger's coming, coming home. coming home. I'm coming home. So I definitely want to get Coming you. home. <laughs> Tell the world I'm coming home. Coming back to New Orleans where he was born and raised and reared and grew up. Listen, he has been a, a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball since college. Um, he's a guy that out of all the LSU players, like when they had talk about Patrick Peterson and all those guys, like sure would have loved to have seen those guys come back. But to have Terran Matthew back in the city that he was raised in, uh, to have him back representing who that nation, uh, listen, uh, uh, that's a uh, that's a huge get for that for that team. You already got now you got a tremendous leader on that level. Uh, you, you've already got Demario Davis, who's a big time leader at the linebacker position. You've got uh, out of the defensive front, you you got the leadership that's Cameron Jordan. Man, that guy's been steady and far surpassed any expectations I would have had for him. And Terran Matthews, and he just brings a lot of energy. He brings it every day. And so to have him on the back half of that defense, uh, you know, with Marcus May, uh, I think it more than adequately uh, fills the void left by Marcus Williams. Uh, Marcus Williams is a really good player, but I still haven't forgiven him for trying to hit the kill shot against Stephen Diggs instead of just making the play. Uh, But that's a whole other story. Yeah, my grapes are still sour on that one. But Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever happens, like just to have Terran Matthew come back home, uh, he's always been one of my favorite players, but for him to represent his hometown team and the professional football team that I love too, it's just a nice little feel-good story. Um, and this is a product, like, listen, the Saints did a bunch of restructuring and got some of their their biggest guys to restructure to try to really make mm-hmm. that push for Deshaun Watson. And that would have been great to be able to get Deshaun Watson. Um, at the end of the day, they weren't as desperate as Cleveland, and we've documented that before. But what that did do was maybe gave the Saints a little bit of uh, unforeseen salary cap relief that uh, they this franchise has sorely needed for a while because they've been kicking that can down the road um, every year. And then when the salary cap got reduced because of the – reduced revenue from one year. It really put them in a bind. They had to release a, a ton of people. Um, so some of these restructures really at least gave this team the, the financial flexibility to to make a move like this. And I, I, I think it's a plus and good for, that, uh, good for that team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this, it's a lot of good, good, good feel-good stories, a good angle for them. So um, you know, pretty happy the Honey Badgers headed back uh, to New Orleans. TP, I'm pretty sure you saw saw the news. What do you think about uh, Matthew go- going to the Saints? Does that make them um, a serious threat out there in, in New Orleans or in the South, or what are we thinking? 
Um, it's just a good story to hear. I don't know if it lifts them because they are having their issues on both sides of the ball, including him, because he is getting older. So we don't know what type of player he's going to be there, a whole new system. I think he was used to being like the superhero of Kansas City's defense, and he's been doing it for a while now. Um, he's kind of long in the tooth. Uh, a lot of people are seeing him decline in his game, and I'm a fan of him. I don't know if he'll make it happen there. Like I said, it's a great story to hear that he's going back there. But I don't think this puts them at the top. They still got to deal with Tom Brady, and he's called Tom Brady out in that Super Bowl. So believe me, those two games that they play are going to be lit. And if, and if he is slowed down, Brady will pick him apart and uh, make him an example. So <clears throat> we'll see what they got up their sleeve. Of course, they're waiting on Jameis Winston to come back to like try to help out on the offensive side of the ball and uh, whatever legalities that uh, Kamara's going to have to face off of the So the Saints have an uphill battle. Hopefully, Honey Badger is ready to handle all of the storm that's coming to him while he goes through those doors of the uh, Superdome. Come in, home. Yeah. <laughs> you make a good point. You know, we'll see. Uh, you know, $33 million, I think, they, he got. So, um, you know, I think, I think as a leader, you know, he, he can help that, that secondary, that young team kind of get, get going. Um, you know, I think I still think they, they they're a piece or two away to your point, of really contending. But you know, we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. It's um, a weak division, though. I mean, uh, so is, and it's a weak conference uh, in general. And, and you know, I mean, like we're talking about the Eagles, which I wanted to bring up next. We're talking about the Eagles possibly contending because of one one signing or one trade with A.J. Brown. So it's a weak conference altogether, you know, and, and there's an extra team, right, that gets in. So get in and, and you know, do what you can. Right? Never know. Never know once you get you to never know. the table. Exactly. So, T.P., I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you guys talked about it on, on uh, Sunday. I, I don't want to be the dead horse. I just didn't get a chance to chat about it, but I want to take a different angle on, a, on the A.J. Brown uh, trade that happened on draft night. Do you think this trade – Will make the Eagles a contender, and, and or will will AJ Brown suffer because of, of having to play with Jalen Hurts? Do you think Jalen Hurts could be that guy that can get him the ball down the field? Um, I think people need to like lay off the <clears throat> the perception of Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is young. Like people think mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has been in the league for five years. I don't think that's fair. I think Jalen Hurts is better than Ryan Tannehill. Um, Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. had two different hundred million dollar contracts and doesn't have anything to show for it. And uh, with him having that type of contract and the way that they lost in the playoffs, he actually had to address the masses on how he said he was in a dark place and he's actually facing scrutiny, basically saying that he's not going to help Willis as the quarterback that's with him. Um, So I don't know how much of this lays on the back of A.J. Brown or the receivers that were there, but they just lost Julio and him. Tannehill's going to have to turn that corner, but A.J. Brown going to a system with Philadelphia – where they have a quarterback that's ready to run but can make throws, but he didn't really have that core that he believed in, but he had some interesting names there. I think this is another dynamic added to Philadelphia, and I think Philly is no less than second place in the NFC East. I think they finished better than the Commanders and the uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I I think they're they're on the come. I like their draft. They had a had a solid draft. Um, they find this is like the first. Guys that can possibly they haven't had a thousand yard receiver since 2014. It's crazy, um, you know. So listen, Hertz doesn't get the ball down the field very well. Um, you know, he his his throws are underneath and in the RPO game. So 
that's something he needs to work on. But I agree. I don't think um, – it's not like this kid can't play quarterback. I think, you know, it's going to take time. And, you know, not everybody comes in guns blazing like Patrick Mahomes right out of their first or second year. So, you know, I think the people need to give him a little time. But, um, Mike, I mean, let me let me know what you think. Will, will A.J. Brown succeed in Philadelphia? Or, or will, you know, do you think, like – many of the pundits that, that Jalen Hurts will be a detriment to his game. I think I think Jalen Hurts is fine. I, I totally agree with what T P said about him being better than Ryan Tannehill. I um I think that listen, uh, you know, all the guy did was win at Alabama. Um and mm-hmm. then and then Tua comes in, saves the day in the in the championship game. So he transferred and I think his time at Oklahoma uh, really probably helped him some in his development as a passer. Uh, the the year that he just had uh, was uh, a very solid rookie season. He also makes plays with his legs. Jalen Hurts is the son of a coach. He's a smart football mind. So uh, I expect him to continue in his development. Um, so he's not, you know, the best – polished passer uh, that we've had come out of the draft in a while. Uh, he's a leader. He understands the game of football. People rally around him and want to play with him. I mean, listen, Deshaun Watson even came out and said, uh, I'm taking Philly off my list of possible teams out of respect for Jalen Hurts, out of respect for another black quarterback. Um, that says something, right, as far as uh, – as as the kind of respect he has from from some of the players and people around the league, uh, you know this guy as a rookie, when everybody wanted to rule him out or say the worst thing that could happen was Minshew being there and all this kind of stuff, this guy as a rookie was able to um, take this team further than it had gone the year before. Um, they were, uh, you know, they at times played some really good ball. Uh, I think getting him a threat like AJ Brown is going to do nothing but help him continue to grow. And listen, the Eagles needed to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Eagles have made some bad choices at the wide receiver position in the draft over the last few years. Um, they've left some, they've left some really good meat on the bone and ended up pulling some, uh, ended up pulling some legs that didn't really have uh, much left of just some grizzle. Uh, when they've made some of their first-round draft picks at the wide receiver position. So, um, it, listen, if you can't draft right, then you might as well give up those damn draft picks and uh, and go get a guy who's proven in this league. A.J. Brown's physical. He's an athlete. He's a dog. He plays the game hard if he stays on the field and can remain relatively healthy. Uh, he definitely helps elevate that that franchise. I think this is a, this is a great move, and it's something that um, the Ravens – organization ought to take note of and a lot of people really need to take note of okay so um, let's give our black quarterbacks the same kind of weapons that we're giving other quarterbacks and not say okay well you get what you get and, and don't throw a fit <laughs> you know what I mean and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you find a way to uh, and then you find a way to get it done with your athletic ability and whatever else let's get these guys the same kind of weapons so we can really um View them in the same level. I think that this is something that that Baltimore has had possible opportunities to do and has still yet to do so. Um, 
But shame on Baltimore. Big ups to the Eagles. Even though Baltimore had a good draft. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I think they did well in the draft. But get your quarterback some weapons, please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, this team has swung and missed so many times in the draft. Rangor has, like, he had a horrific end to the season last year. So they just can't find good receivers. But if you pair Brown with Smith, Devontae Smith, I think he got something. Yeah. And, and that's the bright. That's the best yeah, one two receiving points they've had in a while. I mean, this is a team that took Jalen Reeker and left in Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I heard people saying that this might be the best one two combo in the league. I'm like, come on, you know, pause. Like, I don't know if I go that far. It's a pretty darn good one. Exactly, it's a pretty darn good one on paper. And it's the best one the Eagles have had in a very long time. I could probably argue, probably in their their history, I they've had some good ones, but not a one-two punch that can go with it. I I I'm trying to go back. I'm I'm probably thinking back to their old like light green and silver eagle days. You know what I mean? Like single eagle wing days to think of a, a one-two punch that they probably had. I can't go that far. I mean, they had Terrell Owens, but he didn't have a real two with him, so. Um, but even still, it's a good it's a good move for them. If if he was available, um, they paid him. Obviously, I gave him a four year, hundred million dollar extension. Um, you know, it works. It, it works, and I think Jalen Jalen Hurts now has the weapons that he needs to make some plays down the field. And their running game is already one of the better running games in the league. So, um, yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And speaking of Tanning Hill, you know, listen, you know, I don't want to harp too much on it, but, um, you know, he, he came out with some comments that people kind of were questioned, like it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. Um, fine. Um, you know, and, and that, and I want to congratulate him for going to seek help. Uh, you know, he said after the um, playoff loss where he threw like three interceptions, he was in a dark place and went to see therapists. So, a um, lot of lot of things going around Tannehill, um, and, and TP alluded to you know how he struggled in, in at the quarterback position and especially in that playoff loss when they were the one seed. So I mean, TP, do you think Tannehill can have a bounce back this year, or, or are they kind of we don't we don't know what they're going to get, and he's he's going to be that transition guy until Malik Willis is ready. There's a, uh, <clears throat> a five letter word that I respect heavily. And I don't like messing around with her. And it's called karma. <laughs> and uh, this, this is what uh, the Titans get for giving him a boatload of money when the guy that deserved it ended up injuring himself in the midst of this season right here. So now you take away mm-hmm. his best weapons and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones get rid of him. Now you're going to make him have to prove it while he's having a mental issue. I think they are going to fall I don't know how heavy, especially where every defense in America is knowing that Derrick is going to get the ball. So this is an issue that they're going to have to deal with on the fly. I feel sorry for the Titans at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, he said, he, listen, he, he's working through it. It's helping. Um, you know, so I'm glad he, he, got, he sought help and, you know, that he was open enough to admit it. Um, you know, we, we kind of – people give – you know, Ben Simmons crap for not wanting to play. We, you know, we, we question what his real mentality is, but, uh, and he's about, he's about to have back surgery too. Oh my God. But, um, you know, Kenny Hill, I don't know. I don't know what he can be. I, I agree. Losing his weapons doesn't help. 
um, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Um, he still has King Henry, but it's going to be tough. And now you've got a rookie that, you know, has a lot of arm talent that's breathing down his neck. So, listen, I, I, think... I, I kind of understand I, I understand what he's saying, Mike. Like he's saying, like, it's not my job to teach him, Malik Willis how to play. Like, kind of like the Brett Favre school of, you know, like, it's not my job. If he learned something along the way, great. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll pass on the knowledge that he has in the, in the quarterback room. But, you know, it's not his job to mentor him, right? But, I mean, talk to me. What do you think about the Tannehill, uh, Malik Willis uh, dynamic going on in Tennessee? I'm not surprised that um... – and I'm, I'm not making light of that, but I'm not surprised that he's having some struggles and need to get some help because, listen, uh, when you choke that bad, uh, there's bound to be some recovery. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, I think that um, he played some decent ball throughout the year. I think that – but we have seen Ryan Tannehill be as good as he can be, right? Um I don't think there's better to come. I think that he's topped out. I think that he is serviceable for this team. I do think that, um, you know, and I said this the other day, the fact that the quarterbacks fell where they fell means that a lot of general managers were not in very, and in turn some scouts too, were not very Mm -hmm. enamored with this draft class of quarterbacks, right? Um, And I think that's an understatement. So, that being said, I mean, uh, some people may get chances sooner than others simply because of uh, the cupboard being rather bare. Um, you know, of course, mm-hmm. Tannehill's going to say this. He's seen Favre say it. He's seen Rogers say it about it's not my job or whatever. But they're all going to be in the same room. I, I think that, I think that you know, the the one thing that I'll say is the most popular player on most teams is the backup quarterback especially when you're struggling. So that that that's a better way to say it. The most popular team on a team that's struggling or leaves a lot to be desired on the offensive side of the football is the backup quarterback. So you're going to hear cries for Malik um, starting in probably week two. Um, but I think that if you're the Titans, you look at this and you see, okay, Tannehill is now into his 30s. Um, we haven't seen anything that's gonna, that shows us that he's going to be able to play another five, seven, eight years. This is a guy that we were mm-hmm. we we like his skill set, and so uh, from everything I read, even from the the Titans people, even uh, beat writers, reporters, and things like that, um, after the draft, they see Malik as a development piece. They see him as a person that can come in, learn their system, get a feel for what they're doing, and really kind of uh, get acclimated. Now, circumstances could push this. Um, process uh further down the road faster than than they initially thought but i think the titans believe that at least one maybe two years uh malik's going to come in and really uh learn and continue to grow in the system and maybe even maybe even throughout the week and get some more work through mini camps and things like that you know when next year throughout a full off season um and so i i think that in in an ideal world for the tennessee titans uh, Malik would take his first snaps as the regular starting quarterback in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. I mean, listen, there were t- some teams that were um, 
you know, that we're happy about the um, the players in the draft, and, and one of them is, uh, is this guy's team, Mr. Sirius. The Steelers were happy enough to pick a quarterback in the first round, weren't they, Sirius? You know, first and foremost, let, let me do this now because I, I, I'm going to cook this dude today, y'all. You know, TT, what's up, my guy? How are you? Um, Mr. Harvey, it's a pleasure to see you, sir. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, Mr. Jordan, um, I hate you. Live long and prosper, my guy. Uh, he's such a clown. I can't, I can't with this guy. How, how can he pick it, doing? Did you, did you move him in yet? Did you give him the keys? You know what? I did. You know, I, I did not, but I guarantee you Kenny Pickett's probably better than any quarterback on the New York Giants roster currently. So, with that being said, uh, back to the task at hand. Um, this whole Malik Willis thing is comical to me because, um, you know, all this guy is doing is trying to come in there and and learn and trying to figure stuff out and, you know, he's trying to be a pro. You know, when you look at how much money he lost as opposed to how much money he could have potentially made as being a first-round draft pick, he he's down $15 million, you know what I'm saying, because he's going to get like $5 million for going in the third round as opposed to $30 million for being drafted, you know, in the first round. So all this dude, I mean, he's down some money, you know what I'm saying. He's trying to get in there and get it done. Uh, learn the playbook, figure stuff out, or whatever the case may be, and shame on Ryan Tannehill for 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 not being a team player. I heard something today that I want to reiterate here. Um, one of the shows that I watch a lot is um, I think Speak here first. I forget the actual name of it or something like that. Um, but one of the guys that were on said this: If you are Ryan Tannehill and you are not embracing Malik Willis coming into your team and coming into your building, one of three things is going on. First and foremost, you have some self-issues with yourself, and I do commend him for going and getting help and seeking the advice and the assistance of professionals after taking uh, that loss as bad as he did. Second of all, you don't have confidence in your game. Uh, at the end of the day, this guy did get drafted third round, oh, third round, and so – for all intents and purposes, the Tennessee Titans have enough faith in you to go into next season with you as the de facto starter. Now, what will lose that for you? Your behavior, what you say to the media, your preparation, and what you do on the field. You're not starting off well by coming out saying it's not my job to, to mentor somebody. First and foremost, Ryan Tannehill, you've been in this league long enough. I tend to recall when you got drafted by the Miami Dolphins, you coming in like a rookie, you coming in trying to learn the ropes and you look into the quarterback that was there to kind of lead and guide you. So if you're not going to, you know, pass that, you know, same type of gratitude and the same type of energy down, then what good are you? Because your play on the field, like everybody's alluded to, has not been up to par. So you're only, you're only the starting quarterback by name recognition alone. I said this to a friend of mine and I stopped talking about it. Malik Willis will be the starter for the Tennessee Titans by week six. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect the Tennessee Titans to come out and play significantly well. They lost significant weapons to their offense. Their offense is now only Derrick Henry. So the teams are going to stack the box and force Brian Tannehill to make smart decisions with smart throws, which he has proven that he cannot do, thus causing Mike Vrabel and that team to make a decision and make a move for the more upstart guys. This is Brian Tannehill. I believe he's in his last year. 
his soul. It's not like they can, you know, you know, cause any financial penalty by, you know, benching us behind and then cutting them at the end of the year or letting them walk at the end of the year. So Ron Tannehill is not doing himself any favors right now. I agree. I just think, no, I, I think they would, I think that ideally they would like to push it down the road and give Willis time to develop. But if Tannehill struggles like you're predicting, like I said, they're not going to be able to. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like, you know, it, it, when you have a quarterback that's drafted, just like, you know, Love in, in, in Green Bay, there's going to be that, those whispers that, you know, is going to follow you around. And some people rise to the occasion, some people can ignore it, and some people like Tannehill just say, well, I ain't my job, man. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. But go out there. If he plays good football, you keep your job. If you don't, look over your shoulder. And that's just the name of the game, bro. You know, next man up. Call in number 929-477-2759 with you for the next 20, 27 plus minutes. The call is Cookout, TP Timeless, the villain. Um, Sirius, the, the Star Trekkie over there, and Mr. Harvey. So, listen, um, basketball, let's talk about it. Um, Tyler Hero, the, uh, the sixth man of the year, congratulations to him uh, on getting that award. Much deserved. His Miami Heat are up 10 Did right you? now uh, at home. Uh, in TNT on TNT, if you're watching that game, um, I, I don't plug people, but you know whatever. Good game. Um, James Harden without Joel Embiid, <laughs> just not doing, just not doing his thing. Tyler uh, Maxey's got what 28 points, uh, doing all he can to keep him in the game. Um, Harden's got 18 points, but um, you know I don't know if he can get him over the hump. TP is can. Can, if if Joel Embiid doesn't come back in this series, I mean, is it a sweep? Is it a clean sweep for these these Miami Heat against the Sixers? Because I just don't see, I don't see how they can, they can compete with that waves that Miami can, can throw at them. Oh, he's due back game three, so we'll see how they look in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't win convincingly game three, they will be gentlemen swept. If they lose game three with his uh, arrival, they're swept. So I'm not buying it right now. And uh, one thing that is historic with James Harden, he cannot play in the springtime or summer. Well, he never played in the summer. Well, yeah, the springtime or summer. He played in the summer one year with the Thunder. <clears throat> but other than that, like, I'm not buying it anymore. Um, this is the same situation. That happened in 2012 in Miami. He could not show up. He's playing in Miami right now and can't score again in the middle of Miami with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. This is bad that Tyrese Maxey is a youngin' and going crazy and don't have the help of James Harden right now. And it, it, it really looks like, okay, Joel Embiid is the MVP then, so he's the most valuable player to the team, but it looks bad that James Harden was once an MVP too and knows how to play this type of game and can't do it. And it's always that narrative that he has to answer. When will Harden show up in the postseason? And I don't think he can do it. He does a lot of good stuff in the regular season, whether he's in OKC, whether he's in Houston, whether he, he played in Brooklyn. It's just that something about the spring and summer that he just can't play ball. I, I, I've had it. Enough is enough for trying to say this good narrative toward him. And um, to ice the cake, uh, if the Sixers lose badly, if they lose gentlemen sweep or sweep, Doc Rivers will be out of uh, Philadelphia. He's gone. I don't. I don't think he has a job with Philly. They, he can't keep blowing leads. 
being up 3-1, almost lost a 3-0 lead to Toronto, looking like he's outclassed and outcoached by Spolstra. I think he's supposed to be a better coach or have a better knowledge of the game than Spolstra. Spolstra is making him look horrible right now. So um, there's a lot in front of Philadelphia. So MB better be the reason why they win game three or four, because if not, uh, I think Philadelphia is done. I'll come right back to you, TP. If a lot of people think Harden's washed, and it's tough. I mean, he's not the same player he was in, in Philadelphia. I mean, I mean uh, Houston, clearly. But um, I think he could be effective. But to that point, are you paying him two hundred million plus to be effective? Not anymore. He won't get that contract ever again. He's he's thirty three. Uh, Mm-hmm. I think he could get paid because of how special he is on the floor, but um, his question still remains is if he could play in the springtime when the lights are on and he needs to be special. It's not happened. It's not happened. OKC got to a finals, and all he had to do was score five to ten more points in his average, and we'd have probably been winning some of those games. We needed them. And then Houston, is as good as they were doing while they were there, he made it to, you know, situation after situation and just couldn't, you know, get over the hump. So this is a bad scenario for this type of team being uh, a Philadelphia 76ers while, while they're looking for that type of leadership and, and Harden just can't provide it. Yeah, I mean, Maury might have to pay him because of that big trade that he made. You know, you got to pay him, right? But, I mean, I wouldn't give him that contract. I think he'll get his money to your point, but I, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. I mean, serious. We can you can take any angle you want. I mean, James Harden is he washed? Mm-hmm. Is he, is, does he should he get that contract? Do the Heat gentlemen sweep or sweep this this fixture team? Um, do they have a chance? Yeah, to be, yeah. Like wherever you want to go with it, talk to me, bro. Well, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck with you guys. Even with Embiid in the lineup, I thought this was a Miami victory. I just figured it would be six games instead of five. Um, I just think that the way that the Miami Heat are currently constructed, um, that it just would pose a significant problem uh, for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers because of James Harden disappearing um, in the spring uh, and, and summer months. So um, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this series. Now, with that being said, now that he is, out, you know, for game one and game two, and even if he plays in game three, you know, he still got the, you know, thumb he got to deal with, you know, he's going to be probably wearing a a, a Bane mask, and, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to try to feed off the energy and this, that, and the third. I just do not think with as many bodies that the Miami Heat have to throw at Joel Embiid that he's going to be able to be as effective. Like, this is a bad matchup for the Miami Heat. I mean, for, for, for the Philadelphia for Sixers, period. Um, as far as James Harden is concerned, um, he's going to get his money. Like, I, I, I'm not too sure what, you know, you know, relationship that he has with, with Maury. Um, but, you know, we've seen this movie before in Houston where James Harden, you know, says jump and, you know, Daryl goes how high. Um, I don't. I disagree with the fact that Doc Rivers is going to be blown out of there. You know, if they lose, I think that honestly, he can make the excuse that you know I was I was without, you know, yeah. well I, we had to deal with the we had to deal with the Ben Simmons stuff 
for for a long period of time, and you know, so I I, I think there is enough built-in excuses for for Doc Rivers uh, to at least get one more crack at this apple. Um, but as far as James Harden is concerned, as a Houston Rocket fan, and you know, TP's a, um, a OKC fan, we we've seen it and know it all too well. You know, when 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 it, when the lights get brighter um, at this time of year. James Harden doesn't play his best ball, um, and right now is a time where you need to step up. Like Maxie's balling, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Maxie's doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, and all he needs is some help. You know, yeah, you're gonna get beat on the boards and get beat, you know, inside. But you know, you you can't be James Harden and be sitting on 20 points right now. Um, that we can't have that. We can't have that. So. Um, but I do think he's going to get his money because, again, he and Maury have a, a wonderful relationship, and Maury's going to do whatever hard that. Would you pay him serious if you were a Vegeta? Oh hell no! No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay him. Um, I won't, I won't pay him. And again, I mean that 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 may be that may be me being biased. Um, mm-hmm. but I, you know. It's it's the bed I I I I made, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and you know catch some Z's and snoring there. Like at the end of the day, I've seen way too much of this over the course of James Harden's career. You know, we need you to be a legitimate Robin. Like like look look at how James Harden was playing even when Joel and B was in the lineup. Like he was mm-hmm. still the third best player on the Philadelphia Sixers roster. Like Maxie was has been balling. It's been Maxie. And, and then B, that's carried them, you know, this playoff run right now. I mean, Harden, you bring him over from the Brooklyn Nets and expect him to kind of, you know, get himself right. This is what he wanted to be the whole time and all that type of stuff. And ultimately, you're showing yourself. Like, I'm not too sure if you're partying too much or, you know, at the at the strip clubs and, and, and Philly or eating too much cheesesteak or uh, whatever you're doing, bro. But at the end of the day, you know, I think your best days are behind you, um, and unfortunately, you know, you're gonna always have this black scar on on, on your eye about playoff basketball. Man, it's unfortunate because I, I I think had he been able to figure this out, he would have had he would have had a, a a scary good career, and he could have probably potentially been on a championship team or something. But unfortunately, he won't ever he will never get a championship. Yeah, we're going to remember him for a guy not coming up clutching the playoffs that folded in Miami, like TP said, with the, with the Thunder. He he wasn't the reason they lost that series, but he was so ineffective in that series um, for for TP's Thunder that it, it started to carry over into 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 Houston when he you know didn't have the great closeout games in game sevens, his strife with, with Chris Paul, and then wanting out of there, crying, whining, forcing his way out of there, forcing his way out of uh, Brooklyn, forcing his way to, to the to the Sixers, and coming up, you know, a shell of himself. Just can't, he can't get it done like he used to. So um, that's what we're going to remember him for, not the guy that was like a 36-point game score in the MVP you know, we're going to remember his downsides, and it's bad. Um, Mike, I mean, talking, what do you think about Harden right now in, in the Sixers' chances against this Miami Heat that just is starting so, to pour it on right now? 
So I thought if they had everybody healthy, they might have a shot. But listen, um, so <laughs> in Clubhouse, uh, Barbershop, and other spaces, uh, especially people from New York areas, they cannot talk enough about how great James Harden is. That's just madness. Mm-hmm. So fantastic. And listen, James Harden's a very nice player, and he's done too many good things in his career. But at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, he has not shown the propensity to be a winner on a big stage, much like his coach. Um, you know, what's the furthest Doc ever went as a player? Uh, I mean, maybe they made the conference finals. Maybe he was with the, one of those Knicks teams. But as a coach, with all the talent he had in, in Clipper Nation, listen, last year was the first time the Clippers ever made the conference finals, which means they never went under Doc. Right. Same with, uh, I mean, he he was able to win with that veteran crew in Boston, and I think that that uh, is what has caused him to get more jobs. But as soon as they kind of had to rebuild or whatever, he was like, I'm out of here. Um, I think Doc is a good coach, not a great coach. And I think that, uh, to TP's point, uh, if you don't compete very well and you get bounced, uh, in the second round, and you get embarrassed even more so this year by the number one seed, it kind of rubs a little salt in it because you were the one seed last year and got beat right in the second round. Um, so, I mean, I, I just look at this team and I'm like, you know, this is not this is not it. The the process, um, <laughs> you know, Joe B, Joe Embiid has, has become that guy when he's on the court. I mean, he's he's very very good. But the surrounding cast has not uh, been able to develop. Last year was, to me, last year was their best shot with that roster when they, you know, ended up finishing as a number one seed uh, to see how deep they could go. And Trey Young and the Hawks kind of uh, ended that pipe dream. And so now this year, you know, they finished what middle of the playoff pack, right? So they win their first round series they, uh, against the Toronto team. They move on. Uh, but they're struggling here. I, I thought that they could make a series out of this, and they may still be able to, uh, but they'll have to really turn things around in Philly. James Harden, though, is not, he's not the same guy he was even two or three years ago in Houston. Um, there was a point that he was shooting the three at a very high clip. He's also getting people involved now. He is still getting people involved in, the, you know, passing the ball. And to me, maybe that's uh, maybe that's how you maximize what he has left in the tank. You figure out if yep. the shot's falling, and if it's falling that day, you use it. But if it's not, then you know what? Your shot's not falling. Your job tonight is to distribute. And maybe that's how you maximize it, but there's going to have to be some adjustments made to his game to one degree or another for him to uh, be able to make that growth. I mean, for him to continue to, to really be productive because he's not the same guy. He doesn't have the same explosiveness. No, he doesn't. He's a facilitator, and he can he can still run an offense, and he's still a very crafty player. He just doesn't have that mobile speed that he used to have. But I'm sorry, Tobias Harris. He he. I don't know. I I don't know anybody that's more of a car speed than that guy. That guy's stealing money. Like twelve, fifteen points now. I, I mean, this dude's made over two hundred million dollars in his career. He's like. Oh, he's a waste of money, that guy. I mean, they I, they have to run it back to you guys' point. They have to bring Harden back. 
uh, and try to figure it out. But they got to build the team around these two properly. They need shooters, three and D guys, guys that can defend on the perimeter and that can knock down threes when when um, when Harden's facilitating and driving kick or, or off of picking rolls or something. So. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they can. This Heat team, it looks like they're they're going to be too much for them. But um, I definitely want to switch gears before we get out of here. I want to talk go to the West West Coast, West West, y'all. You know, after after last night's game, um, you know, it it was it's confirmed that uh, Gary Payton Jr. Um, or the second, sorry, I, I want to say Jr. Gary Payton the second shouldn't miss a month with a fractured elbow. Maybe if they make a deeper uh, playoff run, he might be able to come back. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Dylan Brooks was, was obviously give, given the flagrant two uh, for getting tossed out of that game uh, for, for that hard foul that he had. But unfortunate for Gary Payton that he's not going to be able to, to play. Um, this, this hopefully will be a good series. Either way, it's 1-1 right now. Um, TP, what do you think about this Warriors and, and Grizzlies series and, and, and the impact of losing Gary Payton the second? And do you think it was a dirty play? I think it was a hard foul. Um, I don't know if it was as dirty as a flagrant two, but it, it was a very hard foul. Like I understand if they gave him a flagrant one, they're going to watch this thing specifically seriously now that they got Draymond kicked out of one game and they also got Dylan Brooks kicked out of another game. But the thing around uh, Gary Payton II is is, uh, I wouldn't even force him back, man. This guy's a young guy. He has a career ahead of him. I wouldn't rush him back because that's his shooting elbow. If he has a break or a fracture, I wouldn't want him risking that injury to go even further than what it is right now. So um, they have to watch it as close as possible. Uh, Let him heal at his fullest capacity. Um, I get it that he wants to showcase himself and be there for the team, but he tried to stop himself from landing, and he's a high flyer at that. So he landed on that pretty hard for it to be a, a fracture or a mm-hmm. break. Um, you know, I'm I'm a Gary Payton fan, Gary Payton the first. So it's like I, I want to see his mm-hmm. son do well, but he's on the Warriors, so that's a freaking rivalry. So it's like I'm caught in the crosshairs. But still yet, Dylan Brooks is not a dirty player. He doesn't have that, you know, ammo. But um, they started the game, and they didn't want him to get an easy dunk to get that crowd out of it. They had to keep that hype going because they were up 8 nothing at that point in time. So um, it's all understandable. It's all in the, the game of basketball where these fouls used to happen. Now they kind of, like, channeled it down where you can't have these hard fouls and they call flagrants or they call technical fouls and things of that nature. So you got to watch it. I think the Grizzlies can keep this series interesting if they can steal one in San Francisco. I don't think they can still win a San Francisco game three or four. It'll be tough. If they do, John Morant is the answer, like, because they really can't defend him without trying to close him up. they they got to try and shut down all escape routes, and they can't. He's, he's very fast, and uh, he knows what to do with the ball. There's a, there's a difference with Russ used to be like that. Russ didn't know what to do with the damn ball, but uh, John does. So this is, this is interesting. Jai is fun to watch, TP. I love watching that mm-hmm. kid play. Um, he's just getting better and better. I just, you know, he he. It, it's 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 worth the price of admission to watch him play, especially in these playoffs. I'm glad a lot of people are really getting to see this kid shine on a big stage. He is something to behold. But yeah, the the, the Warriors are tough, man. They're going to be tough at home. They got they they did what they needed to do. They got that one game on the road. They take it back home. Wrestled uh, home home court advantage. 
Mike, real quick, I mean, let me know what you think about the Gary Payton play, Dylan Brooks was dirty, or, or like Steve Kerr said, broke the code, I guess he said, or something, or what have you. I mean, it was a hard foul. Uh, I don't know that uh, I, I don't know that he deserves that flagrant, too, but it is what it is, man. Like, um, listen, it was big for Memphis to get a game. Like you said, they got to get, they got to find a way to get one in San Francisco to really show that we're going to have a series. They don't need to go, you know, if they go back home down 3-1, it's a matter of if, not when, if they get closed out in the FedEx form or if they, you know, end up taking one more plane ride back out to California. So it's key for them to get a game here. Uh, but to your point, Josh, so much fun to watch play. Um, he's always, uh, he's just super energetic. He's super talented. And I'm glad that, um, I'm I'm glad to see that the the national stage is getting uh, their introduction to to John Morant. Uh, you know, I was a little worried about him early on in his career about whether or not he was going to be able to stay healthy, and he did have a, a few times this year where he got banged up some. But um, you know, he was able to uh, he was able to you know play more games than he has before, and I think we still haven't seen him. Um, come close to, to hitting his ceiling yet if he, you know, if he can't stay healthy. So um, I'm I'm just curious to see how this series continues to evolve. Memphis, and we said this before, and I still believe this, um, if you beat Memphis, you're going to earn it. That's, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to make you play. Well-constructed team. I, I, I like watching them play, too. It, and, you know, John Morant is the engine that makes them go. But even when he was hurt the tail end of the season, that was still a tough team. They've, they've built a really good team around him. And, and that trade for Adams is very underrated, in my opinion, too. Serious, talk to about the Warriors uh, Grizzlies. You know, honestly, man, um, I'm not too sure if that Adams thing uh, means too big a difference right now. He hasn't played the first two games of the series. Um, I forget who else they got in that deal, but um, I will say this, man. Like, it, it's unfortunate that, you know, Gary Payton, you know, is going to be gone for the next, you know, like three weeks or so. I think um, the refs, you know, are, are, are were on higher alert anyway. You know, when you throw Draymond Green out in, in game one for, you know, the wind-up, if you will, and, you know, what that play was, you know, then unfortunately Dylan Brooks caught the tail end of that, um, caught, you know, because, again, what 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 his play was. It, I, I think both were hard fouls. Um, I didn't think neither one of them, you know, deserved the ejection. Um, but this is going to be interesting series, man. I, I, I think, you know, John Morant, is 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 box office. I, I think this guy is, is is insane to watch play. Um, if he can knock down his jump shot consistently, he's damn near unguardable. Um, and I like the fact that he's talking, you know, pointing at people. This guy can't guard me. Uh, I, I, there's, there's something about that that just that 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 that, that just warms my soul. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're when, when you have it going and that. You know, you know the guy trying to check you it can't, can't check you. I, I love that. You know, somebody who played the game, you know, the, 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 the moments when I'm looking at cats, he can't guard me. And, and I, I love that. So um, I do think this is over in five, though. I, I have a hard time picturing a scenario where Memphis goes into 
San Fran and, and beat them, especially after they came off um, the win that they had. I don't expect Clay to shoot and play as badly as he did uh, yesterday evening. I don't expect the amount of turnovers that the Golden State Warriors created um, to be the same in their own building. Uh, so it's going to be a fun series, man. It's going to be a very fun series. Yeah, absolutely. I can't. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, John. He just got that. He should be a Nick, man. Damn, he should be a Nick. One pick, man. One pick. Damn, bouncing ball. He should be a Nick, but nah, it's all good. I, I love watching that kid play. Um, I, I real quick before we get out of here, um, Mike, please call in to the bus family. Please don't let Phil Jackson have any say on anything that goes on in L.A. He ruined my Knicks. Don't let him do it to your Lakers, please. Don't let Trust him. me, man. Trust <laughs> me. I, listen, I, I, if I have to catch a Greyhound bus from Des Moines, Iowa to L.A. to convince Jeannie, listen, I'll, I'll take her year's worth of uh, I'll take her year's worth of salon visits and some flowers and whatever I got to do to convince her. To let Phil take care of business in the bedroom, but not in the front office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, please don't. Please that's don't. A, that's a no-no. That's a no-no. I mean, has, yeah, don't mix business with pleasure. Don't don't mix business with pleasure, Jeannie. It was already kind of bad the first time. Don't do it again. <laughs> Is, has anybody watched Winning Time on on HBO? Uh, about the a little bit of it, uh, uh, I haven't gotten to really sit down and watch every time. It seems like something comes up, but I, I'm probably what's going to happen is um, one weekend pretty soon. I'm just going to sit down and binge it. It's good. I watched it. Serious TP? Any of you guys watch it? No, I don't not not the whole series. No, no. No, I listen. I watch it every every night Sunday. I watch it. Um, it's good. I love it. Um, God, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, I think it's a little bit, there's a lot of drama going on with it behind the scenes. Like, you know, Jerry West isn't happy or how he's portrayed. Some guys aren't happy, um, in, in general, but I think it's just a great, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar it's just a great too, kinda, don't just, don't, don't just be, you got Kareem Captain too. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, he's and, not happy um, too, Magic, right? Magic, Magic, Kareem and Jerry, all three, three legends. Or go to the league or mad about that. So that's that's horrible yeah, so on what they did, did to them. They, but they, they had no creative control. TP consulted on no, this show. No, and it's it's um it's um put in the literature like they can't do nothing about it anyway because it's like satire. So wow. Okay. Yeah, All right. Good. I did not know that, but there is a there is a do, uh, a magic documentary coming out pretty soon so hopefully we'll get the real right. take but that's I mean, already out um you listen that's already out that's it already is out. Yeah. right right so you know we'll get the real story but hey i i'm watching i like watching it it's pretty cool um you know a lot of it yeah it, it is creative license but a lot of that stuff did happen with you know magic's first year uh the coach getting hurt in the bicycle accident, um, boss and all that stuff. So I like I like how they put it all together. It's not bad though. But we gotta get out of here. Um Mr. Harvey, thank you for calling in. Um I'm praying for your Lakers. Uh Phil Jackson is, is should not be allowed to I think it, you know, he shouldn't even be allowed to, to, to call out bingo at the old folks home. Let alone tell the <laughs> Lakers what to do with their organization. But give us a shot as we get out of here. Uh, real quick, um, so check out the 
website, everything we uh, got going on, the finger foods, the blogs, the show, sportscitychef.com, PHI Apparel, phiapparel.co. Uh, use the code CHEFS for 15% at, uh, at checkout. Hurry up and uh, get your Sixers gear before they have a heat stroke. And uh, Clubhouse on Barbers. Clubhouse on Barbers. Shop, man, we got uh, got uh, over 10,000 strong continuing to uh, – First, there with lots of good conversations and uh, feedback. So come check out the barbershop, man. Once again, much love to TP. Much respect to all the chefs, man. Thank you guys for having me and letting me be part of this uh, Sports City Chefs family. And I, I say family, man, because I feel like you guys are. We're always chopping it up throughout the week and whatever, and uh, have even reached out to each other uh, beyond sports, man. And so my last thing for everybody is let's enjoy sports. Let's root for our teams. Let's continue to remember that it is a game, though. And, uh, you know, life happens, man. So reach out, hug your family. Make sure you let people know how you feel about them. And, uh, and man, uh, thank you guys for having me. And as we always say down in Louisiana, bro, lazy, lay, won't on roulette. And Ryan Matthews coming home. And uh, the Mets are doing better, but at least the Braves got a split in New York. So that's it. I'll holler at y'all. See you Sunday. Braves need to get it together, man. They're under 500. I'm not happy with their performance. But Akuma's back. Akuma's back. I love it. Uh, serious, you know, you start trekking you. You're, you're such a so devilish. Give us a shot as we get out of here. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> you know, I'm managing voice here. I was up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys. Uh, one thing that I wanted to mention before we got out of here um, it looks like the Brooklyn Nets are going to put Ben Simmons under the knife for back surgery. I'm not too sure mm-hmm. what all that means, what all that entails. I guess, you know, he may be ready for for training camp. I I, I, I don't know, man. I, I got to pull out to see who plays first, you know, Ben Simmons or Zion Williamson. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, like my man, Mr. Harvey needed to, shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us, man. Get out to our sponsor, Finches. Uh, thanks to PHI Apparel. Um, back by popular demand, me and my dad is going to be back at it again doing a stellar draft recap. Uh, so we're trying to lock in some dates and see, you know, when we get that on the calendar. Um, I'm going to give you all a preview. He and I differ on a lot of things. Um, as opposed to the recap, he and I are going to pretty much go at it. It's going to be fun. So should, should, should make some interesting uh, interesting radio and some interesting conversation. So definitely check that out. That's going to be dropping on YouTube for our finger foods. With that being said, man, uh, TP, it's been a pleasure, my guy. I'll catch up with you tomorrow at the barbershop. Villain, um, live long and prosper, my man. You know, and I, 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 I hope um, that you have a horrible evening. Cut cut his mic. Cut his mic off. We're done with that guy. I can't I can't live long and prosper. Get get, get lost. This is you know, I'm rooting I'm rooting for the passer. I'm I'm pretty sure his take is a lot better. He's happier with Kenny Pickett than you are. I wish you I got, you know, Malik uh um Willis or somebody. Uh you know, I, you know, whatever. Just just is, I can't with this guy. I can't, I can't. But listen, thank you everybody for calling in. Get to the website, new blog is up. Um I did a. I actually wrote my blog in on a timely in a timely fashion about the Giants draft. I'll never hear about Sirius's draft until the season starts. That's, that's how behind he always is. This guy, Trekkie. Wow! Um, wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen. You get to the website. I I I graded the Giants draft. 
Uh, I didn't grade anybody else's draft because I don't care. It's all about the Giants. Um, but, listen, a lot of big things going on. Uh, we got shows uh, all week. Probably the next show is TP Timeless's uh, Sunday Brunch. Uh, always love listening to that at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Sundays on Sports City Chefs Network. Um, TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here, big bro. Yeah, thank you for checking us out, man. God bless you. Good night. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City chefs, chefs. Uh-huh.